There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Back in the day in porn mags, they used to say <laughs> GFE, A-levels, guess what that was? O-levels, oral, A-levels, anal, GFE, <laughs> girlfriend experience, BBW, big beautiful woman, Big chunker, right? All these kind of stuff. That, that's, the that's, the term, that's the terminology. That's the terminology. How do you know all this? That's the terminology. Right. Good evening, everyone. It is episode seventeen of Couples Quarantine. I'm James Haskell. I'm Chloe Maidley. You're Chloe Haskell, actually. I'm Chloe Haskell. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I'm both. Well, you sort of are. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. We've got beer again, so we're doing pretty good. Chin chin. But not only do we have beer, we have another guest. Now we're rolling out the big dogs one after the other. We have the wonderful TV presenter, comedian, off the extra factor after show, celebrity haunted, Matt Richardson. How are you, sir? I'm really good, thanks. Um, I'm flattered to be referred to as a big dog when I know that you've had some really good guests. Like yeah, you know, it's, it's, all, it's, it's all relative. It's all relative. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all it relative. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I'm ch- I'm chuffed to be here. Like it's, uh, I think it's going to be a good laugh. No, we're so excited to have you. You are our second comedian, but I will I will say Jack Whitehall was a ve- is a very private man. So actually, coming yeah. on couples quarantine might have been a bit like a fish out of water situation for him. But, but you know what though? Like Jack is legitimately very very famous yes. whereas so he's got he doesn't want people to know things because like that can ruin like a disney film deal yeah where it's like what are you gonna what what is there to ruin for me like oh you can't be the standby for the celebrity circle this year sorry Matt. Like, i don't give a shit there's no there's no career oh we're not gonna let you back on channel five star all right who gives a fuck like, oi, da- oi, dave your contract's fucked, Chief. <laughs> yeah, it's like... No, it's a shit. Do you know what? You just tore oh, your, your photo in I tore your photo That's absolutely off. fine. Like, yeah, there's the, the stakes are lower, so I'm I'm going to be an open book in the oh. hope that someone listening goes, well, give him a job. Brilliant. <laughs> well, because actually I listened to your... Um, uh, I did some stand-up. I went on YouTube and did the stand-up. Oh, yeah. and there's that... Um, there's that comedy club in, in Liverpool, the, uh, I can't remember what... Hot Water, yeah. Hot Water. I, I actually follow the ginger bloke off it. I should probably learn his name. Paul, Paul Smith, he's called. Paul Smith. I like Paul Smith um, because I love his sort of, he's obviously a bit of the compare on the evening and I saw it and you were, one of your opening gambits, exactly what you said today was, I'm, I'm sort of at that stage where I'm kind of famous, but not famous enough for anyone to really be sure who I am and no, sort of... It's- you know. It's it's like I remember a few like when I first did the extra factor, which was like the first thing I ever did on telly. Like my first job, I've never quite managed to do anything that big again. I was in I was filming in Times Square in New York. Me and um uh, we were we were stood there filming, and a woman came up to me and she went, "Excuse me, are you?" Are you Matt Richardson? And in front of all the crew, I was like, right, stand back, guys. Yeah, fucking, yes, I'm Matt Richardson. And she went, oh, my son was in your class at school. And that, so that's, that's the, the kind of shit that happens to me constantly. That's the life. level we're talking about. Yeah, that's your level much. of fame. Oh, it's happening, guys. And then, oh, no, it's just, they know Babe, me. give it a couple of years and you're <laughs> wishing that you could go back to that. I've been hearing that for seven years of my life. Give it but a couple how, of years. Hang on, how old are you, though? 
29. Oh, fuck off. I was about to say, though, I was about the joke. You've got got two decades to worry. The joke I was going to go with, though, because he's got a bit of a baby face thing. He's actually 42, but he's still living out of the fact that he's an up-and-coming comedian. I've got got a showbiz age of 29. That's what I'm... (laughs) That's my Russell Kane age. (laughs) How old is Roman Kemp now? Because he still looks like he's about 18. Uh, I think he's a must be about twenty nine, uh, and that, it just gives him extra years to work with. Yeah, you know what? Roman's one of those as well. Where um, I've known Roman for a very long time. We don't know each other. Amazing. Everybody well. knows Roman. Yeah, but um, yeah. we sort of started off at the same level, and then I've just sort of see him. Like I'm basically waiting for him or Joel Domic to die, and then I'll get the work. <laughs> you can feel there. Yeah, yeah, you know what's so it's funny sort of- that you said that. Like I, I saw River Phoenix um, on a, a thing today, and I said to James, like I often wonder if he hadn't died, would Leonardo DiCaprio who's the same age, the same look, got used to get the same roles, would he have had the career that he had had exactly. it not been for River Phoenix Lang, which I know is a really morbid, horrible thing. No, 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 but, it's but it is weird. It's like those kind of weird events do launch people's careers, though, don't they? 100%, like, yeah. You know, like you look at the weird thing with... Um, uh, I mean, this morning in John Leslie's career falling apart is yeah. the reason Philip Schofield kind of got his second go. So it can happen. It, you know, it's these weird things in other people's lives going horribly can really benefit you. I mean, honestly, yeah. talking about Joel Domit, so actually I, I like Joel having subsequently met him, but on, when I was on I'm a Celebrity, he was slightly poisoned tongue about me. He did you in I, he every did, he, Yeah, show. he did me He did me But now they're friends, it's but, so, so weird. But I like Joel, but it's one of those things where I have never forgotten. So I will give you this promise, yeah, Matt, fair enough. that if we're ever near a cliff edge, or a, or a set of stairs, I'll fuck him down, and, and I honestly, <laughs> I won't fuck him down. I, I'll just just go out, I just like that. I look around, I go, oh, Joel, so good to fuck off. I like, him down. I'll dust him. That'll be one less person to get. I quite like Roman, so I don't, you know, I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Dust. Fair enough. I don't expect you to do it twice. Uh, you know, just, but, just Joel but, out the way would be useful. But you talked about reskilling and rethinking, you know, before the uh, before the show came on. Before we yeah. there, we were talking about the fact that um, Paul O'Grady's been told to <laughs> reskill and rethink as a, a bomb disposal expert. I'm happy to be a hitman because I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing going on apart from this podcast, and this podcast ain't paying the bills. Like this, this light over my shoulders costing more than we make in this podcast. Oh, we don't Mate, make I anything. mean, yeah, yeah I mean, that's the beauty of podcasts. You're either making like a fortune, a la Joe Rogan, or you're making nothing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like a, such a whore as well. I've got two podcasts and I'm still making no money. Like I'm just yeah. double making nothing. I mean, if you kill these people, you could come on my podcast. That's yes. the only <laughs> currency I've got to offer at the moment. Right. Oh, well, sit it, sit it out because I promise you, when this is all over, everything, everyone's going to feel a lot more safe and calm and less anxious and terrified about life. Absolutely. Um, but it's like, that actually brings me really nicely on to my first question for you. How yes. are you finding lockdown 2.0? And I know that you have a girlfriend because I've Instagram stalked you. And yes. I wanted to ask if you were doing it together. We are. So we've lived together for, we've had a flat together for like three and a bit years. We've lived together. So it's sort of business as usual, really. It's not like we decided to lock down together and, you know, it's been a big test on the relationship. But we we both travel a lot with work, like doing comedy. She, she's a model, so she's away all the time. So it's the longest we've ever spent together without someone being away. And that was interesting. It was, it's been fine, but it was, to begin with, we go like, oh, normally one of us is away a couple of nights a week. So you get a nice bit of time to watch your own things on telly or... If you're annoying each other, you have a nice reset every so often. So, you know, there have been a few days of arguments over nothing. We had an argument today. We had an argument today, actually, because... um, uh, my, I love my girlfriend. She's the best person ever. Like, we're a great match. Oi, great uh, way to start a story we're about to slag What I'm about to say is going to sound really disrespectful. Um, no, she... But, um, like, she's very impatient. And if something... 
is a minor inconvenience. Like she'll go, well, I can't be bothered with that. Yeah. So um, today we've ordered a treadmill for lockdown two. And, um, and there was a bit of an issue with like the billing of the treadmill and it didn't come through. So she's like, right, I'm calling American Express. I'm telling them that they've got to cancel it. They've got to give me my money back. And it was fraud. I'm like, that sounds harder than dealing with the treadmill. And we had a bit of an argument because I was going, yeah, I was kind of, I mean, really bad. I feel bad now because like it was actually a pain in the ass in the end for her. But I was like, oh, what inconvenience. And that's you giving it you're throwing the towel you're not used to it you've had such a lot you know everything's been easy so you can't deal with it and then i felt really bad afterwards yeah you you went from zero to did you apologize the same did did you apologize no we we haven't apologized but there has been a couple of jibes from her going oh well you know you did say that to me earlier and you were a bellend so you know like it's been a bit um, a bit, a bit tricky. Tense, a bit tense. Well, it's, it's dissipated as the day's gone on, but like she went out for a walk, came back, and there was a bit of tension. Still, and also, and do you know what the best thing is? They're so good at moving on and forgetting stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it norm- like I do stand by that. Like she was throwing in the towel too early. I think we both acknowledged that we were both had things that were said that were wrong, that but was- neither of us have said that out loud. So we've just let it slide. Oh, fine. So it's, sort of an un- it's an unknown thing. Cause I look at Chloe and I know full well that she's wrong. And I assume that she knows that she's wrong. No, but no, she's no. looking at me thinking the same thing. And it turns out they weren't, we're not thinking anything of the sort. So maybe yeah. if you haven't said it, is it, <laughs> she's probably going, you're a rude prick. And you're thinking, yeah, but she knew that she was being difficult and weak-minded. No, but you know what? Like, but we've gone back to like normal life. So I know that we both have acknowledged that there was a fault on both sides. There is, there's sometimes where I go, look, there's fault on my side and I'll try and go back to normal, but that isn't possible because Sam is definitely holding out for an apology. Which oh, yeah. is fine. When I've been the wrong, I'm happy to apologise. And it goes the other way. Like, she'll be normal with me when I don't want to give an ap- apology. But today we've today we accepted it was a draw. Do you know what's really interesting? There's so many parallels there. So I'm really impatient. I get it from my dad. I have no fucking patience. And if something goes wrong, I'm like, nope, 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 no, no, no. Like, if, if, I'm a, if I've got a plan that I've been looking forward to for, like, a week and one thing goes wrong, I'm like, fuck it, I'm not going. Like, that's yeah, me yeah. to a T, right? And that's James, very similar. Yeah, and James is always like... Why do you all, if, if one thing, if there's one chink in the road, if there's one thing that doesn't go right, you fuck it all off and you're da, da, da. And then just like, well, I don't know if it's just like you because James is, and I'm sure you'll admit, quite aggressive when he loses his temper. <laughs> so then he goes from like he's zero to a hundred in a second. He's like, and you're a fucking ugly. And then he'll go off and off and <laughs> whoa, off, right? Whoa, don't and ugly. I'm like, whoa, I'm like so, then, so then we come full circle and then he he's the one that then needs space to calm down. So I have to sit and wait for him to calm down and then you better fucking believe once he's calm he ain't apologising because as far as you're concerned you ain't never in the wrong but I like that Matt is aware that he might have to apologise at some he might have to I'm aware I might have to but I don't <laughs> you know what oh, yeah. though I've, I've found recently especially in lockdown with neighbours and stuff like I've done a, like we got on really well with our neighbours but um, oh. there was something to do with shared bins and like oh. I left a load of stuff out but the, the, and my neighbour got in touch with me and was like this is really unacceptable blah 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 to our whole group of our building there's three flats in our building and um, and I found an apology puts people they're so not expecting you to apologise in the off that it really dissipates any tension so I'm very quick to apologise whenever I do anything wrong I'm straight in with the apology because it I I don't love an argument. 
really. No, like I can too. do it, but I don't, you know, I'm a comedian. I professionally argue with people basically. So I don't yeah. want to, don't want a busman's holiday. So I'm, I'm straight in there with the sorries as it often as possible. It does work. I remember when I used to work in Topshop in Oxford Circus when I was saving up for my gap year. And I, and I, and I remember I used to, re- I was in um, Replen, which is basically replenishing the shop floor with clothes. Yeah. And your art, you literally go from the basement up to the top floor and your arms are like burning, like on fire. And I, and people would dawdle and I have no patience, so I hate dawdlers. And I'd be like, <laughs> uh, uh, and then it would build up. And then I'd basically like cough rudely or be like, excuse me, in a really aggressive way. And the second that someone turned around and was like, oh my God, I'm really sorry. I, the guilt. I was like, no, 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 yeah. it's okay. It really works. So I think this mm. is a lesson. Yeah, I mean, let me, let me explain to you, you know, I, that feeling of guilt, it just doesn't come because I, oh, really? I'm, I'm fully aware that I'm right. And, 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 and the, the issue is, <laughs> what Chloe has always done has, has, has weaved a tapestry of bollocks that she's selling <laughs> she's selling to our listeners. What, what, let's be very clear. <laughs> when there's this one disappointment or this problem, Chloe op- operates the Khrushchev scorched earth policy. So, for example, say on a Saturday we are planning something and on a yeah. Monday there is a chink in the armour. <laughs> the preceding six days will be utter fucking carnage as she oh, is just no. scorching earthing everything until we get to the day. And do you know what? By the end of it, I've wanted to kill her, right? I'm not going to put my hands out there. I, you know, I have to go into a room and give myself a really bad Chinese burn, <laughs> like, st- stab myself with a biro. Um, and then what happens is we'll get to Saturday and, and it'll be fine. But then what's happened is oh. I'm so fucked off. We'll have a lovely day. And she'll be like, why are you in such a mood? I'll be like, because I've had six days of torture, you crazy cow. Um, you know what, anyway. though? The thing is, like, when there's, like, if there's any strife or struggle in my life in any way, like, if it's with work or life, because I'm such a self-involved narcissist, because I'm a comedian, um, right. I, I always think, like, if something doesn't go my way, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is going to be such a great story in my autobiography. <laughs> no autobiography is good if you haven't had a bit of struggle when it does go my way I'm going to have the best chat show stories I'm going to sit yeah. there and be like well Graham you know it was a struggle for a long time <laughs> like that, I fantasise about things going wrong so I can have that one day what but, a great sorry. way to view life yeah I mean, like, well, well, but, I mean I don't think it is going well one day I'm going to be so famous everyone's going to hear about me <laughs> no but I had I've got, I just released my autobiography right and I did, I, oh, I did yeah then I did and I did that. Sunday Times bestseller, if you're asking, but it doesn't matter. Um, and I, mean, um, I am asking. That's absolutely. Yeah. That's wonderful, mate. Thank well, you. Like uh, genuinely, don't don't throw that away. That's an incredible <laughs> achievement. I hate it when people are like. Don't be shy and coy about the fact you've got a number one times best-selling autobiography. Shout that from the rooftop. Oh, well, I have been. I've got one of those cars <laughs> with speakers on it. Like, <laughs> people of Northamptonshire, your king is here. I, um, no, but what? I, what? No, nothing. No, <laughs> nothing, Gary. But I, um, but what I, what I had with that, though, is, is again, everything was... This is a great, a great story, and yeah, on, on all the time, my dad always told me when I was younger, like, "Listen, just make notes of some of the funnier, funnier bits and pieces because they will come to play." And I, I sort of kept a few notes, and Amazing. when it came That's to a story, so good. It, you, it suddenly all comes out, and then. Of course, you never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Obviously, with a well, I'm not a comedian, but you're a comedian with the spice and spin you can put on it. I uh, yeah, I, I love yeah. it. So you should you should be proud of that. Do you that all what, the time. I I wish. Um, talking about keeping notes, my mum told me when I first started doing like a, when I first got on telly and I was doing kind of like unusual, interesting things. She was like, "You need to keep a diary because you'll forget half of this, and it'll be it's really interesting." And like you know, because 
unusual things happen all the time in the kind of jobs us three do. And I think um, I really wish I had. I'm so jealous you've done it. Like, because otherwise people, because all the time I was ch- chatting to a mate the other day and he's like, do you remember when this happened? I was like, no, I don't really, don't really know what that, what you're on about there, mate. <laughs> because, you know, I spent a lot, a lot of the last seven years absolutely battered. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's like the entryway into, into showbiz. But you're you like, should... oh, now I'm going to be drunk five nights of the week and get home at five. So you should really keep night. You should really keep notes on all yeah, that. Yeah, but you should, yeah. you should, you know, on your, on your old iPhone, you know, the notes on your iPhone or whatever. Yeah. I, I honestly, if something happens, if I go to a dinner and I see someone says something quite funny or, you know, like... Anything he, he can plagiarise. Yeah, basically, you plagiarise, but also you get, you get weird, you know, f- fan comments things. Where, you know, one of the one of the things I always talk about is this bloke came up to me outside the, the Waitrose in, uh, very middle class, uh, in Northamptonshire and was like, mate, can I just stop you there? And I was like, what? And he goes, I used to think you were a fucking prick. And I'm like... Oh my god! Of all the things, like, why are you? Cho- but why have you chosen to do that? And he's gone. But actually, I've seen you play for England recently, and I think you're a fucking top guy. And walked off, and I'm like, amazing. But Not really, a, a compliment. What? Like, it's like he shit on me with one hand, but then he offered yeah. me a paper towel with the other. That's a really English thing. Like, even me, like, even me, and I'm on the other side of this. I I live in quite a nice area where people have got really nice cars, and there's a bloke who lives opposite me who has got a really nice like Aston Martin, like a racing Aston Martin. And it's beautiful. And every time I see him getting in his car, I think, I bet he's a cunt, right? For <laughs> no other reason than he owns a really love. And I like, I park next to his car because I know he's not going to ding my doors. Like I'm, I'm fucking smart, but I'm always like, and he, he's a nice guy. He's got, a, they seem like a nice, happy, like keeps himself to himself. No problem. I always go, I bet he's a cunt. He's a cunt. Just because he's got a nice car. It's, it's such an English syndrome. thing. It's English tall poppy syndrome. It's like, nobody wants to be better. You know, in an LA, in America they want this aspiration of the American yeah. dream yeah, yeah, yeah. is a thing there's no English dream right, it's, it's the English dream is if, you, if you do anything like you know the American flag right that's important the St George's flag is, put, is worn by racists <laughs> and people who like to beat up uh, you know foreign people and they're yeah. not really caring yeah. immigrants you know and that's and, that, and that's from it. an England rugby player yeah but I, mean, I don't wear the St George's flag because I, I wore one out once it's like yeah they were like do you work for the BNP I was like no <laughs> yeah. I don't. yeah 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 it's, it's such a problem isn't it it's this kind of like you, you know, not be, you can't even be proud of what you do. Chloe, what you said about her dad. Her dad told me this story, actually, before we move on to, to talking, actually, what we fucking got on the show for was. Yeah, sorry. Um, I mean, we've just been chatting, haven't we? Chatting I love that. I love a guest who just talks, man. It's it makes that, our life so much easier. Chloe's, Chloe's dad was in Cornwall, right? And he reckons he's walking top this cliff path, cliff path. And this bloke is, like, walking towards him. He's walking. And you can see this bloke's, like, clocked him. And he's, there's a distance of probably maybe 15 seconds where this bloke, and he can see in his mind, this guy wants to say something. And he's, and he's, and he's like working up to it. And he's looking, he's not making eye contact. And he gets up to Richard. He goes, are you Richard Madeley? And, uh, the Why guy, are they always I don't know. And he goes, and he goes, record, he goes, guys, yeah. I'm he a Mancunian. He goes, yes. He goes, I hate y'all. I hate y'all. And everything you've ever stand for and everything you've ever done on TV. I think you should know that. And then just quickly walked off. And that was like, he'd it built up to it. Like he'd, he'd obviously wanted that on his chest for years. And on a cliff path in Cornwall, had spotted his nemesis. His and moment. Just, his moment. And, and then, you know, he's never going to regret that again. Look, I, I, the, the only thing about that that I'm stunned by is that anyone can hate your dad. Like, I'm obsessed with your dad. <laughs> As I imagine, like, I imagine people always... And I think your dad transcends love and hate. Your dad is yeah. like this entity. Like I, Jesus of the t- of think, the early morning TV. I, like, so, I am... Like, 
I always work up like, you know, always, you know what it's like. You get asked to develop TV shows. And yeah. when we talk about guests in every development meeting I've ever been in, we're like, so we're going to have this guest on. And we always like <laughs> role play it with Richard Maidley. So we've got this, I've got this, I've got a podcast, me and Matt Willis from Busted do a podcast together yeah. about guilty pleasures. And we're coming up with the TV version at the moment, like if, if anyone's interested. And we're always like, so they're going to come on and their confessions, it's going to be Richard Maidley. <laughs> Well, I love I love shoving mini bottles of Jack Daniels up my ass. <laughs> How do you doubt- know that? How do you know that? It's a lucky guess. Is it all, the, miniature, a, is it all of the miniatures in condoms a, in the bin outside the house? Yeah. It's such a public persona view of my dad. Like, what is it? Like Troy McClure from The Simpsons? Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. Like, such like a... Yeah. Like, Hi, I'm, I'm Troy McClure. He fancies fish or something. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's, but always, whenever we're in a meeting, it just so happens that like he's always like our kind of like celebrity we'd love to book. There is, I think there is a lot of money to be made um, in an Osborne-style documentary that just follows your dad round. <laughs> I think I would watch that to death. Um, I, I also think, um, I do think, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that we're just talking about your dad. Um, no, I, I love think, it. He's my I best think, mate. I think your dad is like such a, such a sort of, so, so part of the tapestry of Britain. He's un, he's uncancellable. Like yeah. no cancel culture. Like it could, you know, like it could turn up. They're like, oh, I was, at, I, was at, um, I was at a car boot sale and I found this copy of Mein Kampf and it's got annotations from Richard Madeley. In. And the public could be like, of course he did. What a legend. Absolutely. Of course he did. What a diamond. Dickie the yeah. Nazi. Oh, it, oh, you, you <laughs> cheeky bastard! You know, I do live quite near your mum and dad, and I do see them oh. from time to time. Like we live like in the same neck of the woods, and I don't know your dad. Like we were in the same agency for a while. You know, we've both done a few things. I've I've met you before. I know Jack, but I just think like I don't want to talk to him because like he's on such a pedestal for me. <laughs> But well, you know that I'm like I'm. I spend a lot of time. I've I've got a bit of a property nightmare, which I won't bore anybody with at the moment in London. So I'm spending a lot of time at their place. So if I see you when I'm with him, I walk hey. with him every day to Hampstead. If I see you when I'm with him, that's it. Your day has come. Hey, I mean, look, I mean, I'm I'm slightly. I, I lived just down. I lived on the high street for a long time. I live oh, just over the heath boy. now. No, it was awful actually. I mean, yeah. not to have not to have a um not to be like um, like first world problems, but it's so noisy on Hampstead High Street. Like, <laughs> Shut oh up! Fuck off! Like, no, it's a dream. I had to move to, location. I had to move to Highgate. Like it's been a nightmare. <laughs> Come on. Oh, <laughs> just, I had uh, to move five minutes oh, up the, the road. Oh, to oh the, the career's not going that badly if you're yeah. fucking living around there, neck of the woods. Mate, Most I mean, comedians are living in a bin in a field somewhere. Yeah, I mean, like, I've got a much more successful girlfriend. That's why I live in Highland. Ah, uh, right. I I'm, I'm, very much, I'm very much a kept man. <laughs> Excellent. This is Couples Quarantine. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Couples Quarantine. Now, I know, Chloe, you've been snooping around and actually worked out a little bit about what's going on today, but this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens, a comprehensive nutritional beverage <laughs> yeah, with so many stresses in life, it can be really difficult to get in enough fruit and veg, aka micronutrients that our bodies really need. But this is where Athletic Greens can help you out. Their daily all-in-one greens powder is easily added to your day-to-day life with zero worry or fuss. Do you know what? It's actually really tasty because some green supplements are a little bit... Ugh, but Athletic Greens does an awesome job packing in 75 vitamins, minerals and whole food source ingredients including multivitamins, minerals, probiotics, green superfoods. I know I sound like an absolute keno scientist here but of course I read the boxes mm-hmm. it was my daily reading for the day. It also increases energy and focus and aids with digestion and supports a healthy immune system all without the need, I won't believe this, to take multiple products. 
Athletic Greens is one formula based on the latest research, investing in absorbable and natural sources of each ingredient and going above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure that their customers receive the highest quality supplement. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, no thanks, and contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And I've tried this and I agree. I give it my Haskell seal of approval. (laughs) So right now, Athletic Greens will support your immune system during the winter months and they're offering our audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit the link today. You'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. Sorry, did you say a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs? Yes. Can we? Can I claim that? <laughs> I'm sure you can. Oh, I know it's insider trading, but all you have to do to, to win this incredible prize is simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash couples and join health experts chloe athletes me and health conscious go-getters around the world to make a daily commitment to their health every day again for the slow reader group simply visit athleticgreens.com slash couples and get your free year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs this is couples quarantine she is gorgeous and I and I actually really like the photos that you post of each other. They're very real. They're not like Instagram kind of yeah, what's the word? Thanks. Like perfect. Like they're at they're lovely. Um so I guess I, I actually really wanted to ask you, what is it like on the dating scene as a comedian? Because I reckon it's very easy to get hot girls into bed. And given that every comedian I know has either dated, married, or is dating or married to a model, quite clearly it's not that hard for you guys. <laughs> you know, you know what though? I think there's this big thing I I really believe in that funny gives you an extra two points in the 10 out of 10 scale so like in normal life I might be a six right but I'm funny so I'm an eight like and that people I think that really works and I think that works for both sexes actually like I've got some like I've got a mate who's she's probably the funniest person I know and she's always with like a ridiculous bloke yeah. And like, and because she's fun, like I think making people laugh and like being like, you know, if you're nice to be around, then it's great. But actually like comedians realistically dating, like most of them are miserable fucks. Yes. Like Joel Domit is really lovely to be around, has a beautiful wife, right? All the oh ones my that God. are lovely to be around. She's ridiculous. When I met her at the NTAs, I was like, fuck off with that face. I can't possibly comment, but. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, it's, it's one of those, but I wouldn't want to date a comedian. Like we're, we're in, we're a nightmare because you got to think, right? You date a musician, like they're going to write love songs about you, you know, like going out with Ed Sheeran, like he's written, you know, he writes songs about you that are going to be massive hits. Amazing. Like you write a comedian, you go out with a comedian, you know, the most horrendous things that happen in your life are going to end up on stage being told to everybody. Like my girlfriend hates it. Like everything she's like, please don't ever turn that into a routine. Always is the stuff that is absolutely going to be a routine. Like, Do you have arguments about it? Do you have arguments about it? no, so I've got a routine about my girlfriend, um, which um, I think I told you, I, I sort of mentioned. I've got a routine that is based around a story of that she was so shit faced, I had to remove her tampon for her. Yeah, I want to hear this story. Right, yeah, we need to hear this because we haven't heard this. So basically, like, it is, like it's, it is what it says on the tin. Like, she was battered and she was, I was getting her undressed to put her to bed. And she's like, my girlfriend's very northern as well when she's drunk. She's like, my fucking tampon's still in. So I'm like, <laughs> so I take her tampon out and like, we're having a bit of a laugh about it. And then, about six months later, I was writing a new show and 
and I was, and she was like, oh, you should do a bit about how you have to get me undressed to put me to bed. And I was like, like the tampon bit. She's like, not like the tampon no. bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, of all the things. Um, but I, that's what I wrote about. I wrote about this tampon thing and I do it live and she doesn't mind it. But then recently I did a, I did a stand-up show on telly and they were like, can you please do the tampon bit? We'd really like you to do it. And it's a show on ITV where they you recreate your routines as sketches. So I'd have had to have acted it out with another person. And she put her foot down and went, please, can you not do that? Like, I don't mind you doing it live, but I don't think I can watch another girl pretending to be me have a tampon <laughs> removed. <laughs> Going, my fucking tampon's still in. <laughs> take out, you need to take out my tampon in my contact lenses like that, you know. like. Oh, how so, would you take contact lenses out? I'd rather take the mate, tampon. I've done it before. It's fucking tricky. I've had to take a contact lenses out loads of times. But so you don't have arguments about it because also like there's been a couple of times where she's gone, look, can you actually not? And I've kind of gone, yeah, all right, fair enough. I mean, yeah, I, I would. I think I would really find it hard. Like there have been times where you've told not so glowing stories about me, and vice versa, actually. And then the other one will be like, "Oh, I kind of wish you hadn't." And it's like, uh, and if you're with a comedian, all of that gets used. I've like, monetized it. <laughs> yeah, yeah like it's you awful. have. And like, I do remember Russell Kane. Like this whole second half of his stand-up, of the last one that I went to, is about how much of a nightmare his missus is when she gets pissed, which is fucking gold. But I bet she was like, "You don't talk about what you're like when you're fucking pissed." Of course you don't, because once again, like you talk about writing your autobiography, you know you're the one that gets to spin it because you're the one telling the story. And there are things like she said, the one of the worst moments in her life, I was on tour um, and she came with her dad and I really like her dad. We get on really well, but like she had to sit next to her dad whilst I for 10 minutes described taking a tampon out of her vagina. And she said, the worst part about it was he laughed more than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dad doesn't do, care about that. Yeah. And I well, it's weird. Cause I, I, when he first came to see me live, like I had some jokes about like, our sex life, like a few little silly jokes. Like I've got a joke about that she doesn't like, but um, excellent. Uh, I've got a joke we about. I've got yeah. I've got a joke about her being um, um, like she's like she's from Yorkshire, and I love going out with a girl from Yorkshire. Except the only downside is when we have sex, she sounds like the Churchill dog, and I go, oh yes, <laughs> and, and and she really hates that joke. Yeah, and well, I remember. Is it because it's time- so true? Yeah, it is. Oh, like, yeah, fucking. Oh, yeah, fucking. I love it. Boy, if, Lick if me, you, cunt. Um, <laughs> oh, my if God. If you were my boyfriend, I would kick off at that. I'd be like, you're making me unsexual yeah. to every other but person I, I, in the world. To interrupt you, I had a, like, before you go, because I want to hear the rest of it, but I had a situation once many moons ago when I was single, having sex with this girl from Wales. And she was like, <laughs> oh, I, and I was like, having sex from behind. And I was playing there, and she goes, oh, I fucking, do you know what? I fucking love English cock. And I went, no, I, I think you mean you mean we love my cock. Like half a two stops, she went, no, no, I just fucking love English cock. <laughs> and I was like, ah, you horrible girl. Okay, I'll carry on. There's was... another one you should tell about the changing lanes. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you, sorry, pretty... what, changing lanes? Yeah, I tell you. Very so, good. So this I is need so to good. Hear this. A, f- a former teammate of mine was um, having sex with a girl from behind. And we could probably do a whole show on this, actually, because <laughs> there's a lot of lads like trying to sneak it up the bum without permission. And um, okay, there's, yeah. there's guys that are having sex from behind. Naughty and what happened is it, and it's, it slipped out and went in her ass, right? And <laughs> it just went in. It just went in, right? And, oh, you know, and <laughs> Bird just turned around and went, <laughs> should change your lanes. Up. No, where's she from? From Bristol. Here, here. Changing lanes, are we? Fair play. And <laughs> fucking carried on. Oi, didn't the even is, just bat an eye. Accents are fu- accents are funny. That's the, <laughs> that's the like so Sam also, like, she doesn't sound like absolutely doesn't sound how 
I make her sound on stage. <laughs> and she really hates that, which is which is fair, because I make her sound like a Yorkshire trucker. Whereas actually she's got a beautiful voice and she sounds amazing. But but also like um because of her job, like, uh, you know, you, you've seen photos of her, Chloe. Like, she's tall she's and beautiful and she does, like, you know, she's been the face of Chanel makeup and, like, you know, all these huge brands. And then when you meet her, she is quite northern and people don't expect it. So I, yeah. I think it's – I think that difference between assumption and what you are – it's really funny. So people like with a Bristolian accent, it's like on Love Island. Was it last year when there was that girl from Bristol? What was her name? No, I didn't watch it last year. Oh, there was a girl I, from Bristol. I know exactly what and, you mean. And she's absolutely like stunning and really lovely girl, but she's Bristolian. And that's the funniest <laughs> accent of all of them. Yeah, it like, is the best accent here. Change your name. All right, everyone. Everyone okay? Oh, I tell you what I fucking loves. I'd love to get out of the piss with you. You'd be like, <laughs> sorry. I think exactly. you're right though. It humanises people and it, and it humanises them in a really indifferent Endearing, entertaining, like Absolutely. humorous way. Do you so when I first started going out with Sam, like her best mate as well, her best mate Charlotte is from St Helens, and she's like absolutely amazing. She's one of my best friends, and she's got this St Helens accent, and she's got quite a husky voice. And like together, Ooh. they're like five ten, beautiful kind of models, whatever. And then I'd introduce them to my friend, and Sam's like, "Hey, how you doing, mate? Nice to meet you." And then Charlotte sounds like Johnny Vegas. He's like, "Hey, yeah, you're all right." And you're just like. And it blows people's minds. I, I really like it. that because it makes them, like you say, it humanises them. It makes them real people. I love it. One of my my brother's uh, best best girl mates, Claire. She's fucking wicked. She's from like the dark depths of Manchester, and she's amazing. Like when you get drunk, obviously she comes to like all our family weddings. So I've had a lot of fun with her at weddings, and she'll just get absolutely battered. She's tiny. She's like five foot nothing, and she'll just like march up to you on the dance floor. And then before she does like a, a whip turn around. She'll go, I love, and then turn around and then march <laughs> off again. Great. And I'm like, you're the fucking best person. The ever. North is the best of us. As a do you remember? Do you remember the who was the lady that did the uh, Melanie Sykes, the Boddington advert? Do you oh, remember? Absolutely. That yeah, was yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. that put Northern women on the map. That that from for me. You know, my dad. My dad sometimes refers to my girlfriend's my girlfriend as the Boddington's girl. Oh, Weird story though. You know, earlier on you said that Joel Domic was a Joel Domic was a bit acid tongued. Yes. You. <laughs> yes. Um, so I had that experience with Mel Sykes, and now Mel Sykes is a very nice woman. Right, I really like her now, but um, she's a really good friend of mine. She I want to know this story. So I went out to when she did. I'm a celeb, like you did. I'm a celeb. I went out and did the spin-off show. You know, they send people out for like a few days. You know, your dad's on it quite often because I always yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah. And um, I went out and I thought Mel Sykes was being unreasonable in this um, whatever episode I was talking about. And I was very vocal about it. And about six to eight months later, I decided I was doing a job at Wimbledon. And I decided part of the deal was I was doing this presenting thing at Wimbledon. I got some tickets. I went, and who are we sat next to but Mel Sykes? And Mel Sykes was like, you're that prick that had a go at me. And I was like, <laughs> ah, yeah, I did. And um, and yeah, she like really told me off for, yeah. um, for having a go, like for moaning about her on a spin-off show. And then she, she made mates with my mum. They're friends now. They exchange texts. <laughs> I tell you what about Mel Sykes, right? She is a ballsy bitch. She's fit. She's cool. She's funny. She's like, like just a 10 out of 10. I swear to God, if you step over the mark with her at any point, she'll fucking tell you about it. Like I know personal trainers. Like, I used to train with her a lot and we used to hang out a lot. And um, I know a lot of trainers who have, who've trained with her because the fuck the girl knows how to move around a gym. Right. And then they've, they've basically organized it. So they've been packed with her or they've taken a selfie with her. Or whatever, and then they've been like, I'm training Mel Sykes. And she has, it's happened two or three times that no be in her bonnet about going right up to them and being like, You don't fucking train me. I trained with you. And like, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. she's ballsy. Um, she like she really had a go at me, and I was kind of like, Look, I'm a comedian, I get employed on these shows to sort of say 
things yeah. that like and also my reputation I've done I'm, I've been on all of that I, I always say that stuff like that's why they booked me and I, we kind of talked it out she had a go at me I kind of went look I'm sorry like you seem very nice and then she's been lovely and then she's yeah. got um, my brother's got autism and she's really close to autism as well Mel so her and my mum like talk about like they share advice and things like that so she said what she had to say and then it was fine but it was it. one of the most terrifying experiences of my life so I didn't I've never told what, that story before I, I, I didn't I didn't say what I wanted to say to Joel because it revenge is a dish, uh, a dish you know best what, served cold look, so I'm just look, I know Joel is I know Joel is like very buff and stuff but like Joel and I are cut from the same cloth, right? We're kind of comedians. We're quite similar guys. Like, I would never say shit about a man that looked like you. If I, <laughs> well, I actually, like, do you know what I, I mean? actually like, do I'm love not Joel, a fucking but I've, idiot. Ne- I've never forgotten, though. It's just every time I see him, I'm like, <laughs> I will kill you one I, day. I've never had a bad thought about you, and I'm scared of you. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. know what the fuck he was playing Big at. Big softy. What, <laughs> when, when, Chloe, I just want to ask, so with it, before you met your lovely partner, yes, did you... Did you always volunteer what you did to um, to, to, to girls? Because I yeah. assume, because people say that, you know, the way to keep a woman happy is with humour. And you, you said you get a couple of po- extra points. But did you try to hide what you did? Because was there a couple of times they were like, go on then, entertain me? Yeah. No, you know what? Never. When you're meeting someone like a de- for a date or something like that, like people are never interested. Like they, they're not worried about you being a comedian. They're quite interested in it. It's because quite- it's an unusual job, you know. But um, the people are only ever like, come on, make me laugh. Like if they've had a few drinks at the pub, like you'll meet someone and they'll do it. But actually, like dating, I'd always say I was a comedian. Have you ever had any insane sort of you know bad dating stories? And we had Jack Whitehall basically said that he went into a restaurant and ordered. Uh, ordered a bottle of wine and the waitress came over and basically upsailed him to a five hundred pound bottle of wine <laughs> and then he, and then he bought sizzling teriyaki and the waiter spilt the red wine into the sizzling teriyaki which exploded <laughs> into his face blinding him and also ruining his shirt so I wondered if you've sort of had any moments where you've tried because obviously I know we tongue in cheek but you, you know you have a level of fame and I wonder whether you if you date you try to keep it on the on the low down or do you have these awkward moments. No. So, I mean, when I first, when I first, like I was never, before I was on telly and stuff, like I was never like a shagger really. Like I'm just, that's never been like my so, Sorry, well, I mean, not, you can't be, you know. A, you know, we are, we can't all be like, you know, international rugby stars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, some some of us just you know some of us are just like third tier comedians and um it's but so when I got on telly like I really led into it like I had a fair bit of sex which yeah. I wasn't having yeah. before you maximised you know I mean? it and also like so there was this girl in my hometown who I'd always fancied like we were kind of like you know we'd always sort of like been mates but I'd really fancied her and I think she knew it and quite liked it and then she we went on a date together like years and years ago and like and I was like oh this was really fun she finally went on a date with me and I was like this is really fun she went I went we should do this again and she went oh I'm busy and I went like forever and she went yeah I'm busy forever um, and then I got on Rude. telly and she became very interested in me. Um, so, you know, we, we went on a few more dates and, um, you know, d- did the deed. And, uh, <laughs> the and then deed. I was like, well, you only slept with me because you're shallow. So bye. See you later. Love you for that. Love you for I never understood girls like that. And I know that I'd maybe it's because I come from a privileged kind of area in terms of like fame and no one's ever going to be just, more famous than your dad so who right. gives a shit um well i mean i don't know ryan gosling maybe. Queen. um no but he but I, i've always she's not going to lick out the queen though is she like, oh let's my be honest God. well you don't know my wife i mean if that, <laughs> <laughs> is well, that, is that an option? like i mean she pro- 
probably just goes, treat it like it's my head on a stamp, you know. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Treat it like a good. Lady. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, no, what was it? Yeah, but I never understood that. And I, I always found it, t- I, I was always really surprised. Right? I've, I used to date an actor who's quite well known and he would tell me these stories about all these women that he'd basically shagged because he was famous and well known and people knew who he was. And I was always like, how could you do that? Do you not find like the, the biggest turn off ever? And he was like, no, Chloe, it's sex. I'm a man. I get it where I can take it. It's that simple. And I was like, I genuinely don't think I could do that. Like if I, yeah, I, I mean, but then I, I don't it, know if I'm. You know what though? I did it for a little bit, and then it kind of like very quickly wore off. And then I met like I, my girlfriend before my current girlfriend, which um, is a whole other disaster we can talk about <laughs> later on. Um, but uh, um, basically, um, yeah, I did it a bit, and then there was one girl. I went, I, I went. I remember there was this girl that kind of from my hometown, very like lovely, beautiful girl, and like we'd never really known each other. And she sort of started talking to me online and things, and she was really nice. And I was like, oh, I've got to go to this like event do you want to come and we went to this like really big charity thing you know like a dinner and all this yeah yeah and then um and and then she was very interested and and then we were out after after this event we'd gone for drinks with the guy that had organized it ashley table from global radio like it was a global radio thing right yeah and and then very quickly she basically went i want to be a presenter and how can i do it to him and i was like oh oh that's the only reason you've kind of come to this and and then it was really icky and then like i was staying in a hotel because I didn't live in London. And she was like, oh, I'm going to come and stay at the hotel with you. And I was like, cool, well, I've got work in the morning, so I'm, I'm going to sleep. And she was like, no, let's do all the sexy things. And I was like, no, because like you did that, that you sort of showed your hand and it was really like icky. icky. Like it made me feel a bit. Ugh. That's the word for it, icky. When people like come up to other famous people, we saw it, well, didn't we recently? We won't tell the story because it'll embarrass people. We saw it recently oh, with a friend yeah. of ours is in the public eye and other friends of ours. And it was so icky is the right word for it. Where you're like, oh, yeah. this is really uncomfortable to like, watch. She'd been like really nice all night, but then all of a sudden like to this really powerful guy, she was like, how can what, I want to work? Like, what can you help me with? And I was like, Mm-mm. come on, mate, you work in marketing. Like, just give it a break for any, like give it more than one evening. So like, yeah. we all have normal jobs before we do this, right? A lot of us, that's fine. But come on, just give it a, give it a second go of meeting someone that rather than going, make me famous, please. You've, you've won though, you know, because being a bit, you're a bit of a heartthrob. Didn't you weird, win Weirdest oh, Crush yeah. or something like that? I won Heat Magazine's Weird Crush in 2014. <laughs> And uh, I tell you what, I campaigned hard for it when they nominated me because it's like a public vote. Is it? I was like, yeah, I was like, there's no point being, there's no point being further down the list. Do you know? I'm going to push you, it. I'm going to be, you know, like I think Russell Howard won it one year, and he he said, there's no point. To, you're king of the munters, so you might as well, you might as well be king. Because like the year afterwards, 2015, I came fifth, and that wasn't that I'd gotten sexier. I'd just gotten less famous. <laughs> And you were like, I don't want some bullshit mediocrity. I want number one or nothing. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, I had a tour to promote at the time and I knew they really pushed that com- competition hard. So I really went for it. Like, <laughs> And I did a sexy photo shoot in Heat Magazine as a fireman. Ah, yeah, as, as a, a fireman, fireman. policeman. Yeah, it was like an ironic, sexy photo shoot. And a safe- ironic, well, it became ironic, but it was deadly serious at the time. You were like, this is yeah, really professional. I mean, and then you were like, oh, uh, I- irony. No, no, like I'm totally on the joke here, guys. Like, when they were all taking the photos and laughing, I was like, yeah, so funny, isn't it? This isn't soul-destroying that you're oh, laughing at me at all. But this is part and parcel of, like, being known. I mean, I always said that I look like my dad in a wig, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm into a dad. <laughs> and now I've got a dad hey, in a wig. I just want to say. 
with a very pair lucky of boobs. Man. Very, yeah, very, very with lucky. a pair of boobs without man. a willy. So I'm yeah. winning. You know, wait, you know what? Have the full experience. You know, when you're getting amorous, just put an earpiece in and have someone yelling, "Don't say that!" at the same time, yeah. and then it's like being Judy. I do, I do. That's fucking. How did you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're into. I've normally got a headset, like I'm landing a plane. Richard, stop doing that. I'm like, Richard, please keep doing it. Yeah. What, you, what you should do is, if you know, like, if if that's your thing, just count down to count down to ejaculation, like you're going into a break. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. In five, four. Ah! <laughs> what um? What was I going to say? Because well, that's the weirdest thing we've I've ever talked about on a podcast. Well, imagine her dad when he fucking hears this. Um, <laughs> does it. he listen to this? No, but the Daily Mail no. keep taking it and put it on the internet. Like Mark, there's a story where Chloe dob- Chloe did a oh, shit. Chloe's an agony aunt for the son, right? And she basically um, did a sex column, and what the son did instead of like doing the right way they took pits of the sun column stitched me up with it made it like an actual story an ex- a sex exclusive a sex exclusive that basically my wife had admitted that I'd slept with a thousand women which was which know, was a tongue in cheek t- really tongue in cheek it's, it's way higher yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck's she talking about right uh, and she made it manageable for the average punter in the street who ain't that bright and, uh, and then they were like sex you can't count like, beyond a <laughs> yeah, can't, yeah exactly can't get to a thousand you know and then basically my mum she was like, oh, and my mum is like perpetually ashamed of me. Like she's so proud, she's so proud, but so ashamed. And because yeah. of that generation now are so too. much like looking over the fence at each other and like, you know, because there's a real thing called Chloe told me called a bitch whistle where basically women say shitty comments. Yeah, women yeah. say shitty comments to other women. Only other women can, can hear, hear it. it. So other, it's like, and nobody else in the room can hear it. But if one woman says something really cutting to another woman, everyone will carry on eating their canapes and drinking their yeah. drinks. But if the other woman will be like, what the but once you know about it, you hear it, and you'll give an example. Go, oh my god, I love your hair! It's so brave you've done that. And everyone's like, "Oh, she likes your hair." She's so like, "So brave you." Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I once got a bitch whistle. Um, and I mean, <laughs> if if the Daily Mail are going to pick this up, great. Um, <laughs> so when I, I was on Virgin Radio for years, and then Chris Evans joined. Yes, yes. And Chris Evans once gave me a bitch whistle. Chris Evans, the first time I ever met him, I was like, "Oh hi, I'm Matt." And he went, "Oh yeah." He goes, "He goes, you do stand up as well, don't you?" I went, "Yeah, yeah." Because he goes, "You know what? I've never met anyone who could do stand up and radio and do them both well." Yeah. And I was like, ah! "Yeah." And it and it wasn't until like it was one of those where it was like I didn't realise he'd insulted me until like three days later, and I was sat doing something, and I was like, "Oh, that wasn't him saying I can do both." And then you yeah. were like anxious and then outraged all at once because you were like, fuck, that happened and it passed me by. And but also oh at the God, time, I was like, at the time he said it, I was like, oh, thanks very much, mate. Cheers. Yeah, that's great. Not I am doing the both well. I am doing the both well. Evans but that was not that what well. he was saying. No, Chris Evans no. does that well. I've seen and heard him do that many, many, oh, many, many right, times. Right. So I, I'm glad alone. I'm not the only one. <laughs> have, you, have you had any mad um, stalkers? Because, you know, I had one particular one for, that went on for like six years. Did you? In, really? I've told you a story. Well, you married her, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Hey, uh, I hated him. Thank you very much. Oh, I know the girl in. Yeah, I know the girl. Yeah, this girl like basically pretended she moved to France and um, was pretending. She pretended she died, and then, you know that she was in a coma, and she was like she faked her own. Yeah, death. she was like four different personalities, pretending she was Tom Ford's PA. It was so. It was so bizarre. But I wondered if you've had any sort of really keen fans or mad stalkers. You know what? No, I think I don't, I've not really had any stalkers because I am obtainable. <laughs> like it's do you know what I mean like you'd stalk someone that is beyond your grasp whereas I think people just go well I could meet him and be, be his mate or go out with him so it, you don't yeah. really need to stalk me Fine. I did I did have a, a woman from America who um, 
used to like had never talked to me ever but every so often like every week or so would just send me like a naked video on instagram like (laughs) would private message me and i was like I don't know what she wants. Like, am I meant to like what? And I'd show my girlfriend. I'd show Sam and be like, "This girl's sending me these weird videos," and we'd have a right old laugh about yeah, it. I, 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 like, I had that similar, similar woman, like a similar thing. I said to Chloe, I said, "She goes because I can see Chloe's always looking at me, like you know those lazy, uh, laser beady eyes. She get dick pics all the time." And we've talked about it on other shows where lads are sitting at home and they're so horned up, they're like, "Fucking hell!" I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to fire this over to Chloe Maidley. She's going to see it and she's going to go, "Poor, I want to sit on that now. Deliver that instead of the reality, which." is uh what are you doing you sick fuck so i never get any of this stuff and then i had this one girl that kept sending me and i had to be like i'm nervous like chloe i feel like she was really and, and she had a really good body yeah she and also body. like this no, this girl she would say that she was she, she was very attractive and we were both like do you think she's real and like you go through an inter- you know when you can tell someone's instagram is real or not really yeah. like yeah. you have a good look and, and i was like she lives in la so she doesn't want to do any of this like obviously like this is all a bit weird but but also like Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Like what? Like what are you meant to do with like? She's just kind of gone. That's enough. Yeah. Like, yeah hello. And yeah. I go. Oh yeah. Fair. Fair play. Me and my girlfriend go. Yeah. Good looking girl. She's not- but also like my girlfriend would go. You need to block her. And I'd be like, well, let's not be so hasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what he's like. She's, too. she's made the effort. Like she's not said anything offensive. She's not a racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's just putting herself out. She's there. not a Trump supporter. She's, she's not a Trump yeah. supporter. She's just you know what? She's shooting her shot. Why am I going to punish the girl for that? <laughs> I want to do the same thing. We've got. We get people who write into us with questions, asking advice. Wanted to ask you some of them. And we've got some fucking funny. (laughs) Thanks very much. Cheers. Sure. Okay. Are you ready? the The title of this question is: Can fuck buddies actually be just that? Hi guys, I have a bit of a fun story to share here. Please keep me anonymous. With the big question at the end being: Can fuck buddies actually be just that? I began chatting to a girl online that I knew through living in the same area and going to the same school, but her name was all that I knew about her. She'd been single for some years, so we came to the agreement that we would be fuck buddies for the time being. I made it very clear to her that I was not interested in entering into a relationship, and she agreed. Something, but not. And she agreed that she didn't want a relationship either. But would you believe it? We ended up falling in love, becoming exclusive pretty quickly, and we've now been together for five years. Now, the Worst reason I'm asking... <laughs> now, look, I mean, that's paragraphs. a fail. <laughs> <laughs> this is the intro. There's well, two powers left. Fine. 
Jesus. Okay. Oh my God. Now, the reason that I'm asking the question. I think she just fell in love with him. She's like, if I go out with you, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> on and on. Oh my Fucking God. T- Always t- with t- the talk in you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, the reason that I asked the question of can fuck buddies actually be just that is that a close friend of mine left a relationship just before lockdown and has recently started to sleep with a girl on a no strings attached basis. He is adamant that no more is going to come of him seeing this girl, but I strongly disagree we keep debating this i strongly believe that if you fuck somebody and then they immediately get up and fuck off once the deed is done then that is a fuck buddy and it's hard for anything else to exist beyond that but as soon as you start chatting getting to know each other spending time together texting each other throughout the day or anything more than let's just go have a fuck then there is bound to be more in development and my friend has actually already admitted that their no strings attached means that they can't sleep with other people uh, and they've already done more than just fuck such as go on long walks and have days out lockdown <laughs> together um, I, he is adamant what a sad time we live in that you're like well they've done more than fuck like Oi, not weird a, stuff a walk a set of absolute fucking amateurs what a sad time we live in that this is a debate that he feels he needs us to settle so he says, he's basically saying at the end of it I feel like my point has already been proven he's adamant please will you settle this debate Matt over to you look I think ultimately I think um I think you probably can be um fuck buddies with somebody. I I don't think I've ever I I've always been like a bit of a I've never really slept with people once that much and then just pissed off like a few times okay. but but like but I've always like had a bit of a thing with someone for a few months where you yeah. kind of do message each other and you don't really see anyone else. So I've never done it. But I imagine there are people out there that can do it, but neither of these people have achieved that. <laughs> Like, the only way that a long walk is involved in being a fuck buddy is if your long walk's on Hampstead Heath and you're going to shag in a bush. Like, oh, that's yeah. the only... That, that's fuck buddies. I think part of the fun of it, and I have had people who I've had, you know, j- not a relationship with but been sleeping with, and I think part of the fun of it is actually part of the excitement and the sexual chemistry is straddling that line between... Oh my god! Where I just I did have I did have a actually now I think about it I did once have a proper one. Um, so there was this years ago there was this girl and I'd be in London once a week filming a show and the only time we would speak is I'd go to the bar after the show on a Saturday and she'd text me going where where uh, shall I come shall I come and see you and and then she'd leave on the Sunday morning and we wouldn't speak for the rest of the week. I think that's the proper that is the proper and that lasted for what like two or three months like it wasn't a long thing. Yeah, but that's but was a like, fuck buddy. That is and like I I couldn't have told you anything else about like i couldn't really told you anything about her apart from that yeah, you know i hate to say that uh, i've got a black belt in uh, fuck buddies but i actually did have one and, and to look at me you we would do never they give guess. those out they do actually they do they do actually they? do if you go to certain dojos is it like um, russell russell brand presents it to you it, it is it is you get a pair of <laughs> kick-ass trousers a fucking nice black belt um and basically i this was my specialty because but i will say i will say actually i used to complicate it because i used to like what is known in, in escort circles is the GFE, the girlfriend experience, which is what, what you would do is you would, ha- you would have the fuck, but you'd be very clear. You'd go, Listen, it's going nowhere. But for that time you're with them, you would, you, you would sleep, you've had the cuddles, you've had that. You just send them on their way and they would know everything. Sorry, are, you, are you just openly admitting that you slept with escorts here? No, no, I, I no. I feel like we got no, blurry. No, no, sorry, sorry. We've been, we've, just... I mean, it wasn't even like anyone got that out of you. You were very no, no. free to admit sorry. that then. It's oh, what's guilty. Known no. the Stop asking, right, guys? <laughs> No, no, no. Which Sorry. is the girlfriend experience? No, let me tell you because of a man in the world. No, I'm not with escorts. 
escorts, but in the man of the world, there are certain terminology that you used to see back in the day in porn mags. They used to say <laughs> GFE, A levels, guess what that was? O levels, oral, A levels, anal, GFE, <gasps> girlfriend experience, BBW, big beautiful woman. Big chunker, right? All these kind of stuff. That, that's, the that's, the ter- that's the terminology. How do you know all this? That's the terminology that you know. That's the ter- that's the terminology. Does everybody know this. Do you yeah, know this? this man? You knew this. Don't no. fucking play shy. Don't. Yes, you did. Yes, you no, did. I don't know about the, but the problem is, is like the girlfriend experience. Like because also, like if I was sleeping with someone, like I really like. I also like. I'm very like. I love meeting new people. Like I love like hanging out with people and like. My girlfriend's always going off at me because she's like, "You're like," she'd be like, "What are you doing today?" And I'm like, "I'm going for coffee with blah blah." This person I've met two times, and she's like, "Why are you bothered?" And I'm like, "I love that. I want to make. I want to be. I love having loads of mates and like knowing loads of interesting people. So I can't do the whole fuck buddy thing because like I'll meet someone and be like, "God, you're really interesting. Let's go for Let's dinner date. and hang out." And yeah. then you end up falling in love with them. You two, you yeah. should have married my wife because yeah. she's exactly the same thing. Are you the yeah. same? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like after about five minutes of talking, I'm like, yeah, I've actually heard. That's enough about you. Let's talk about. Me? I've got loads of people that I go for a coffee with every six months or so. Like that I just sort of pop in. I love it. You're yeah. so oh, much yeah. like that. And yeah. I, I'm but, such a like little social butterfly. Nah, That's I, so good for you though, I think mentally and obviously socially and given what you do, which is having to perform and connect with thousands of people at a yeah, time. Yeah, I like. mean, but but it's, I mean, thousands, tens of people at a time <laughs> on that Richardson tour. <laughs> Ten like, people at the <laughs> pub. We've got, uh, we've got our last question here before yeah, we on. move on. But anyway, I was basically saying that I, it, it is possible to do it, but the, the, the two people in that thing have failed miserably, so don't bother. Basically, he's just the worst person at one night stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How good are you? I've found Five years really in. What? After one, I'm five in today. And I've I, I've moved house three times. You still keep fucking turning up. I don't understand how. Honestly, she I've turned, gone to Northamptonshire. Why hey, are you here? I moved house without telling her, thinking that was going to be done. She turned up like Paddington Bear in a box with are a. You, you know. Do you think that I would have moved out of London? To the middle of a yes, field. Yes, I'm that good in bed and that funny. You're welcome. <laughs> right, anyway. Right, listen. Absolutely phenomenal. Solve yourself. Right, I've got this last question. Hi, guys. Loving the podcast. So funny, but also informative. 15 years ago, I was living with two women and we were all seeing each other. <laughs> Sir. A thruple. Is, it, is, this a, is this a gentleman rather than a thruple? Yes, this is a gentleman, right? What a fucking boy. This lasted for about nine months and was great fun. But since then, I've been in various short-term relationships. But for some reason, I don't seem to attract people my age. I'm 47 and often have older women, 10 to 15 years older, cracking onto me. Poor, that is punchy, 47. Um, cracking onto me. Uh, but women that age, that age don't appeal to me. Also, the reverse of it. I have women 20, 25 years younger than me cracking onto me. And whilst they often appeal looks-wise, and I've had a few short-term relationships, it's hard to find things in common. And it's really embarrassing when I say, do you remember this and they say I was eight or even worse not born how do I attract women closer to my age right this I, I, my, my first recommendation stop banging on about all the young women you've shagged <laughs> number one that's oh, what I was I mean, woe is oh the problem is mate like I just keep like these 18 year old girls just fucking love me like, Wait, so, <laughs> so why why are you on a date with me can you tell me 47 year old woman like he's going the wrong way about Wait, do you remember that sick time that I lived with two women and we were just drilling all the time we were going out with each other no mate that's not part of the story that's got nothing to do with the story on. but I tip my hat to you because of what a professional but hang on don't you think living with two women would be a f- nightmare I mean I can't see that being an I, I've, I've, lived with, I've, I've only ever lived with female housemates and it's absolutely great like I love living with women they're <laughs> much better than men men yes, don't well, really do any like they like my, my, my housemate Sarah really picked up the slack in our house uh, that I left so uh, you know I think that's fine but also this guy who's like yeah you know like you're right 
that had no relevance to anything he was going to ask. Yeah. It's like, I went to the moon once. And by the way, do you think you can get oil for my car at this local shop? You're like, what are mate, you fucking talking you know, about? Oh, mate, I tell you what, I've, I've been trying to, I've been on the phone to Coots all day, dealing with my banking. Like, what a nightmare. <laughs> anyway, um, do you have a Big Mac or uh, I've got to wait five <laughs> yeah. minutes for one? What? Like, come on. I know how exactly what the thing, if you go on a dating app, and this is the, the downfall of dating app for many people, is that you have to put an age bracket, right? Which basically means that you're cutting out somebody who could be perfect for you because you have to put an age bracket, which is a nightmare. But for you, it sounds fucking ideal. Get on Tinder, put in your age bracket. Age bracket. Yeah, you just cut everyone yeah, but out. Also, um, maybe like, maybe like, you know, maybe like, this is awful because he's obviously listening to the podcast and I don't want to be, I don't know the guy, but like, you know, Maybe he's appealing to people who are looking like the kind of guy he is. Like you know, he lived in a thruple for a while. Maybe he's a bit flash, and he seems like he's a bit. Maybe he's a bit flash, and he seems like he's a bit um, shallow. So young women want an older man, and they think, well, that's not going to be serious for me. So he's attracting women that aren't after anything serious. Yeah. So he needs to show that he's a serious man with deep emotions, and then people his age who are looking for something proper will go for him because they're looking for a toy boy, and they're looking for to fix you know whatever issues they have with, with older men. So he Such needs good to advice. Start, he needs to start showing the serious man that he is. Right. Yeah, as a standing ovation, we can't follow Very that. I, w- yes. I will just say. <laughs> I will just say that while we have taken the piss, what's your secret, sir? Because that was unbelievable. The you first part. Jane I, I, I am, but just in case it doesn't work out, um, how it's twenty twenty. You know, marriages take all sorts of forms. Yeah, they let, do. Let the man live. They do. And if you want to, if, polygamy, it's not one that I will stand for. Thank you very and much. And if any girls, fair enough. To, even if hey, even if I move in and we can be a thruple. <laughs> Well, Wait, well, you'll be picking up the slack in the kitchen. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey, mate, you can, you can, you can get your A levels with me. Right. <laughs> exactly. The best thing is that <laughs> Chloe. Chloe's one of these modern women who's bore other women. A man bigger than bigger than me with more muscles to join the party. Fucking how open minded she is about that. Honestly, yeah, she'd have well, me in the corner in a cage while some better looking bloke was I've hanging out back of her. You know what? That's two men, and I would quite like to try it at some point. That's like, that's like my girlfriend who always is fuming whenever I bring up any of my celebrity crushes. Um, especially because like like so like for example Cara Delevingne always been a celebrity crush of mine my yeah, girlfriend knows too. her they're, they're like they, they know each other they've worked together a lot so she doesn't like that but then we'll be watching Coronation Street Adam Barlow comes on oh I don't hear the end of it do you know what I mean like fucking hell <laughs> it's one rule it's, it's one, one rule for them yeah. it's a one way street no, but, unbelievable Matt, honestly it is it's like Chloe goes oh it does all sorts of things to me like so hot so and so and I go fucking hell well I'd knock in that one and she's like oh. <laughs> Do you think, no, do I, am I good looking enough? I'm like, hold on a minute, you were fucking dribbling over Tom Hardy about five minutes ago. Can I please just explain this? Because all the, no offence, but all the women that James fancies are crap. And all the men <laughs> that fancy are thick. So like, he's like, he's, That's really funny. He's obsessed with like page three girls. No, and I'm, I'm like, not. can we level it up a bit? I said, and he's always like, well, it's just Charlotte the reason Hansen. I, the reason that I really fancy them is because I feel like I could get with them. I'm like, no, you can't because you're fucking married. Kate Beckinsale? The thing is, so my girlfriend is like all of the all of my celebrity crushes do sort of fit into the. My, my girlfriend is very much in the same mould as them. She's yeah. just the best, in my opinion, is the best oh. one. So I always fancy girls that like you know, my androgynous and beautiful and tall and 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 so my like I never say. Like, it'd be awful if I was like, oh my God, I'll tell you who I really fancy. And it was some like blonde, buxom girl, because that isn't my <laughs> type. So at, least, at least my girlfriend's always like, well, it's just shitter versions of me. No, this you know, is true. So the Kate Beckinsale thing I don't like because she looks a lot like your ex. Oh. So I'm like, well, I don't like that. So that's a oh, no. There we go. But if he says like, oh, you know, <laughs> I said Scarlett Hansen. Like if you pick like a blonde, curvy girl, I'm like, well, mm, 
Jessica Biel, Scarlett Johansson, I said, Angela Jolie. Helen Mirren is a big one of mine. Helen Mirren, absolutely. She's got... You know why? She looks like you'd have love. You'd have a lovely time together. Oh, She's got Dame a Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. No, I disagree with Judy Dench, but Helen Mirren, absolutely. Like oh. she's got a twinkle in oh. her eye. Oh. She's naughty. You can tell you. Oh, she's so, take so you on a great night. Hold the Dench, but take the Mirren. All right. She's also Hold got the Dench, good know. boobs. Of Helen Mirren, really. I've good never boobs. noticed that. I just think she. I just think you'd have a really good night out in Knights, uh, Knightsbridge with her. Like she takes <laughs> to some really nice clubs. You know. I Isn't love that. Isn't she friends with and, Russell Brand? Yeah, I think they are. And she, yeah. and you'd be in bed by nine because she's eighty. That God, she looks true. good for Give her a milk Imagine that, too. you'd have a lovely date, you'd go out for dinner, a bit of dancing, a little smooch, and then a Werther's Original just at the end and a fiver. <laughs> oh, a, crotch, a pocket warmed Werther's Original from a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or a humbug. Um, well, anyway, listen, we've talked enough shit for over an hour now. Matt Richardson, you've been unbelievable. Oh, the best. This has been absolutely lovely. I've th- Like, when lockdown's finished, let's do this in a pub because I've really enjoyed this. Matt, where can people find you if they want to see what you've done and, and what you're up to at the Look, moment I mean I'm up to let's be honest very little um, I, uh, I've i got a podcast so me and Matt Willis do a podcast together called When No One's Watching um, where we get celebrities on and they talk about their things they enjoy when no one else is around like their weird confessions I'd love to have you two on it actually if you'd like <laughs> yeah. to come and do oh, 100%, it 100% absolutely yeah. have you and I also do a, I also do a podcast with the wonderful Amy Vos called Sports Virgins where we talk about sport so uh, Dylan, who's our sport expert, and Amy Vos and I, who know nothing about sport, all talk about sport together. And it's basically us going, so he, he plays for Man U, right? That's, that's sort of the vibe of the show. You'd Perfect. be great on that. Uh, yeah, I'm terrible Doesn't at work sport. I don't know anything about, about it oh, as well. really? Amazing. No, so I get on there. But okay, And also, if you've if you got Instagram, they can find you on? Look, I've got an Instagram. It's um, at Matt Richardson 3 same as Twitter and all that. And it's just photos of a cat, basically, these days, because I've got nothing else to take a photo of. <laughs> well, take photos of your hot misses. That's what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, definitely. I prefer, I prefer the cat, if I'm honest. <laughs> She's at Sam Rollinson, if that's what I No, I can't. That's too direct. That's too direct. You've got to have one degree of separation. The the laser eyes will come out and be like, what are you doing? It was research. The podcast has been, babe. Um, Listen, I've been James Haskell. I've been Chloe Haskell. Uh, Oh, better from you. Love you, babe. Uh, This was episode uh, 17, I think, of Couples Quarantine. If you like it, please share, please subscribe. Um, Tell your friends. We're obviously on YouTube as well. You can find us uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Hit us up on uh, Instagram at James Haskell and uh, Chloe Maidley. At Maidley Chloe. At Maidley Chloe, I should say. And uh, we'll be back next week with somebody else. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.